song complete. Your love found.
Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're rejoicing and exceedingly glad. O magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Why? For God is great, and he is greatly to be praised. Can we stand on our feet and lift up the name of our Lord together? Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. We welcome you to these worship services. We certainly welcome you who are worshiping with us online. We thank God for your prayers, your presence, for this is the day that the Lord has made. We're glad to be in the house one more time. Amen. Amen. Let us pray together. Eternal God, our Father, how grateful we are this morning for you are all so good. You're all so wonderful. Your love for us is beautiful. God, right now we bless your holy name and we thank you for this day that you've granted unto us, a day unlike any other. We bless you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We know that it's not because of anything that we have done, but because you're just the good and awesome God. Bless you right now. Thank you, God, for starting us on our way. We bless your holy name for getting us to this sacred house of worship here. And God, we bless you. But oh, we're glad that you did. And so God, right now in this service, we pray that you have your way. Speak to our hearts and move in this place, oh God touch spirit and spirit and heart and heart and oh God we pray that as you do so that we will simply be left in awe of the signs and wonders and miracles among us oh God bless now speak to our hearts and we will be careful to give you the honor the glory and all the praise for we ask it to be done in the The men are here and we're going to sing this morning. Listen, somebody say, sign me up for the Christian Jubilee. Amen. Come on and put those hands together. Bless the name of God.
I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. God's word for God's people. Good morning, King Chapel. Welcome to this men's day program. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you as humbly we know how today. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity for this day. Lord, as we come today before you, we ask that, Lord, that you give us wisdom and, and you bless the men. And, and Lord, uh, we pray most of all, Lord, that you teach us by your Holy Spirit. pray for wisdom. We pray that you allow them to have a sound mind. We pray for our young men especially. Grant them the ability to Heavenly Father to yeah. be self-restrained and to behave prudently, taking life seriously. We pray to Heavenly Father that they pursue the righteousness, your godliness, and steadfast patience and gentleness of the heart. We pray to Heavenly Father that the young men shun youthful lust shun away and flee from them. We pray to Heavenly Father that they, they aim at a pursuit of righteousness and conformity to the will of God in thought of the word and deed. So Lord, we ask you right now that you grant us vision and may our aspirations and dreams become a reality. God, we thank you for these men. <clears throat> we pray to Heavenly Father that you continue to lead them according to the state. So, Lord, thank you. Make fishermen of men. It is now in your Son, Jesus Christ's most holy name, that we do pray. Amen. 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 You may be seated. God bless you. God bless you.
My life has changed. Amen. No. Let me take the opportunity to welcome you to our today's Men's Day service. God prick your hearts to come and worship together today and join all of us together in worship. So you should take the time right now to thank God for allowing you to waken you up, breath in your bodies, to come and praise and worship him. So let's just take a minute to just say thank you, Lord. Let's praise the Lord like you're coming in here. Let's get excited because we're coming here to worship our living Savior. The grace of God has seen fit for us to see another week through. He looked after us, he watched over us, and he protected us. And that's a blessing in itself. Our theme, authentic discipleship, is our men's day theme. Our scripture reading, young brother Gentry read Matthew 28, 18 through the 20th verse. And the interesting thing about this is, so we gather, we had a, our, our, we gathered together, got our men's day program together, came up with authentic, authentic discipleship. Actually, we thought we did that, right? We didn't do it at all. If you, and I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna show you why. Because this scripture, I had to read. I was reading the scripture, and I saw something else. So the scripture I'm gonna focus on: 18 verses 19 and 20. Go ye therefore and teach all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. This is Christ talking to us. And I am with you always until the end of the earth. Authentic discipleship. I was reading this, and it, and it just hit me. I, I got this little, it just came to me. I was looking at this verse. I was researching something, and it read like this. Authentic discipleship is, hum, is a humble and meek. Their willingness to admit their wrongs and looking towards Christ. There's are the core to each authentic disciple way of life, looking for Christ to guide them. So I thank you. I thank you for coming to join and worship with us today. I hope your hearts are touched with something that the pastor and the preacher word is going to say, the, the members and the singing. Thank you, and God bless you. all of our visitors to please stand. We thank you for being in attendance with us here today. We are enthused to have you in our presence. It is our hope and our prayer that you open your hearts and receive what God has in store for you. Through his word, through your praise, and, and through your worship, you will find that your soul will be satisfied. If you're looking for a church home, look no further. I'm sure Cade has a ministry uh, for you as well as your family here at Cade. Because we want to help you connect, <clears throat> worship, grow, and serve when you leave our presence. We thank you for attending service with us today.
it is written, there's a time to everything under the sun. Now the time to give. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Shake it together, press down, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. We give here at K Chapel because it demonstrates our thankfulness to God for his making, making provisions to us. We give because they show our obedience to his holy word. We give in order to support local and worldwide ministries. You may give today by using the, the number to text that appears on your screen. You may use the K Chapel app or you may stop by 1000 West Ridgeway Street and deposit in the depository. God bless.
Brother Sammy Henderson, Mother Corey Montgomery, and Brother Ben Larry. Again, pray when you can, visit where you can, and these days, thank God that you can. Thank you. See, now we are here a tribute to our men from our own uh, judge, Britton Porter. Good morning, everyone. Men, you are our fathers, brothers, uncles, and friends. You are leaders as you are head of the household by providing and taking care of your families. You are protectors by being security blanket to the family to ensure that everything is going to be all right. You are teachers showing us how to survive, that we can make one day help our own families and teach them techniques as well on how to survive. You show us how to hunt, how to fish, and gardening techniques for survival mechanisms to eat. You are our advisors as we need someone to go to for wisdom and for problem solving. You are our role models, the proper way to speak, how to dress for a job interview, how to tie a tie, a bow tie, how to care and conduct ourselves in public. Thank you men and today we salute you for being the leaders in our lives and showing us as children and still as adults we look to you for advisement and just to give us just a simple hello and thank you for all the things that you've done for us. Thank you. We're here another selection from our male course. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We'll hear from Brother. Uh, we'll do an introduction of speaker from Brother, uh, brother Willie Wright, Jr. Good morning, Kate. I have the honor of introducing our speaker for the morning. I've had the pleasure of knowing our speaker for uh, right at 55 years. And I'm going to make two points of reference, first then and then now. As a student at Alcorn State University, I've served as a student athletic trainer for both football and basketball. At that time, the program was under the leadership of Hall of Fame coach Marino Cassim. Coach Cassim served as both head coach and athletic director. Our speaker came to Alcorn in 1967 as an offensive lineman, as a part of a very talented group of athletes from the state of Alabama. As a part of our responsibility as a training staff, we had to make sure that those players were equipped with needs for 
equipment. Their first aid was taken care of, and they were treated both before, after, and during games. We all lived in the same dormitory. The team practices, film session, coaches meeting, we all shared together. During that time, lifelong relationships were developed. We have the photo available. What you should see now is a copy of a plaque uh, that I've maintained over the years. And on that plaque uh, displays the emblem that this team in 1968 and 69 uh, earned the distinction of SWAG champions. And from a historical perspective, this team was also crowned the very first black national champions team. And our speaker was a part of that team. <laughs> 50 years celebration of that team occurred, and Coach Casson was still with us then. And during that celebration where players received their championship rings, hold your hand up, speaker. There you go. All right. You'll see that ring displayed. But during that ceremony, Coach Casson made references to two points that I'd like to share with you. First and foremost, he acknowledged the talent of those players, but he also recognized that from the 60 or 70 players there, not everyone was going to go to the NFL. That the majority would end up doing life after football. And to that end, he expressed how proud he was of those players who had excelled in areas outside of football and had gone on to do productive things in their lives. I think this morning, Coach Casson would say, well done, Deacon Moore. Now, 1 Timothy 3 and 1 says, this is a true saying, if a man desire the office of a bishop, he desires a good work. Deacon Alvin Moore is a member of Bethel Baptist Church, Plant City, where he serves as a chairman of the deacon's ministry under the leadership of Pastor T.L. Lewis. His primary duty is to train and equip men for service and administer the church family ministry plan. He's a Sunday school teacher involved in the church health outreach prevention education ministry. He is actively involved in the National Baptist Convention USA. Layman's ministry, serving as the National Junior Layman's Director, mentoring and training young men from across the country. He received the prestigious John L. Webb Award, named after the first National Layman President in September 2011. He currently serves as the President of the Alabama State Convention Layman's Auxiliary. President of Peace Baptist District Association's Layman Movement and instructor in the Alabama Congress of Christian Education and a member of the Board of Directors of Selma University. He matriculated at Alcorn State University 
earning a Bachelor of Science degree in Health and Physical Education and a Master's degree in Education from Alabama State University. He's a retired educator in the Birmingham Board of Education, serving for 42 years as a health and physical education teacher, basketball coach, and athletic director. During his tenure with the school system, he went beyond and above the call of duty to help the students he served, especially the football and track, always stressing that athletes must first excel in the classroom. Having a compassionate heart, he shares his personal resources to aid students and families who are facing many of life's challenges. He served as administrator of the City of Birmingham Summer Food Service Program for 25 years, one of the largest programs in the state. He was inducted into the Alabama State Coaches Hall of Fame in March 2014, inducted into the Alcorn State University Distinguished Alumni Hall of Honor in 2013, and he was inducted into the Alcorn State University Football Hall of Fame in 2006. He is the president of Alcorn State Alumni Birmingham Chapter and was appointed Sergeant at Arms of the Alcorn National Alumni Association, president of the Alcorn Athletic A Club, and treasurer of the Southwestern Athletic Conference Alumni Association. He has been married for 51 years to Geraldine Moore. He is the father of two children, the grandfather of four beautiful children and one great-grandchild. He is a born-again, baptized believer, filled with the Holy Spirit. His motto is, if I can help somebody as I travel alone, then my living will not be in vain. Lastly, 1 Timothy 3 and 13 says, for they that have used the office of a deacon well, purchased to themselves a good degree, and great boldness in the faith which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Kay, please help me welcome our speaker for the morning, Deacon Alvin Moore.
to come to hear this old country boy from Alabama. I look and see my, my roommate there, Deacon Harry Crockett from Greenville, Mississippi. Harry, will you please stand? And I believe I saw Reverend Nettie Winters come in. If I did, will you please stand? Thank you, Doc. <laughs> when you uh, think about how good God has been to us, you can just look back over our lives and see some of the things that he has accomplished. Uh, Brother Elsie Mitchell did call me on last evening and told me that uh, he had some things to come up uh, that he would not be here with us this morning. And then I want to thank my wife, uh, Deacon Wright said 51 years next month, I mean month of next month, August the 14th, it'll be, that's right, it'll be 52 years that we have been married. She have a tendency to say when our kids and our grandkids come over our house on the, on the weekends that August 14th was the day that your father and your grandfather got blessed. She make that known all of the time. And that is so true. It's a blessing. Matthews 28 and 18 is your theme. And when you look at the Matthews, you can look at the authority. You can look at the going. You can look at the teaching. You can look at all the different things that's in Matthews. But this morning, I want to go another way. I want to look at 2 Corinthians 15 and 7 and where it said but you be strong and do not let your hands be weak for your work shall be your reward uh, Deacon Wright talked about our 1968 team uh, first black championship but in 68 we won and 69 we won in 1970 we was trying to repeat that but we had to go through Tennessee State Memphis, Tennessee, to win three national black championships in a row. Now in Memphis, uh, they had players called Old School, Ed Tutone Jones, Jones, Jefferson Street, Joe, were some of the greatest black players in during that time. So with Alcorn, all we had to do was uh, on the one-inch line get a touchdown. It was fourth and goal, and I can remember this just like I'm looking at my hand today. Uh, we had a player called Franklin Roberts. Frank ran the ball to the right side. He got everything in but his ankles. <laughs> and the fisher came up shaking his head, said, no, he didn't get in. So I want to talk about this morning. What do you do when it's fourth and inches in your life? It says, but you be strong and do not let your hands be weak, for your work shall be your reward. Some of the great HBC Classic in football is the Alabama State and Alabama A&M and the Magic City Classic, the Southern and Grambling and the Bayou Classic, and of course, Jackson State and Alcorn. I say it again, Jackson State and Alcorn, you can't. You can't put that anywhere but on the, on the front line. So this morning, we look at 
during football season, but that's a time of celebration, a time of festivities, a time of fellowship and fun. And today, we have a wonderful time with one of our country's greatest pastime as we enjoy what the gang itself symbolized, family and friends getting together. This is the essence of good and clean competition, a celebration of being the best at something. At last, the idea of enduring through a long season for a great reward for a chosen fruit. And in the game, there are going to be some first downs. There are going to be some hard hits. There are going to be some plays and calls that we don't agree with. And in the game is tight. There may even be a Hail Mary in there somewhere where we're going to see if the coaches and the players without much time. And with the game is on the line, they're going to go for the long ball and hope for the best. And it's funny because when we think about the game, if we just pause for a moment, we can see how relationships of some of these things we do in our lives every day. Because when you think about God and you think about life itself, life should be a time of celebration. Life should be a time of festivities. Life should be a time of fellowship and fun. And in life, we strive for what we, which is the essence of good and clean competition. On your job, in your personal lives, in your family, and in our churches. We celebrate the best of something, being good at something, and we know that in life, there are going to be some hits, there are going to be some broken plays, there are going to be some fumbles, lost yards, and drop passes. That's why Jesus said, if we have, we will have tribulations. He didn't say we might have it. He's going to say it comes to us very so often. He said, we will have this thing called tribulations. And truly as Christians, we know that when we endure for a long season called life, and we make it to the last game of the season, that God promised that there would be a great reward. He said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. This game of life is in this game. There are going to be some first downs. There are going to be some hard hits. There are going to be some plays and calls that we don't agree with. And every once in a while, we're going to find ourselves in a situation where time is running out. You're on the fourth and last down, and you just have inches to get to the first down. And at this precious moment of time, you have to decide, am I going to go for it? Or am I going to punt the ball and give the possession of the ball to the other team? You're fourth and inches. This is what we see in the scripture today. But you, be strong, and do not let your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. What do I do when it's fourth and inches in my life? What do I do when my sons and daughters is counting on me and time is running out? What do I do when I don't know what to do? The Bible is telling us to be strong and do not let your hands be weak. To be strong means to be confident. It means to be assurance. It means that when there's fourth and interest in our life, we should reclaim our royalty. It means that we have to know 
that you are blessed and highly favored. To know that you have a helper, a comforter, and a healer. And that helper, that comfort, and that healer is not going to let you fall. He's not going to let you fail. Because the power he has in us is an everlasting power. The glory he has for us on the other side is an everlasting glory. And his power and his glory are everlasting in our life. Somebody once said that is no struggle, that is no progress. We have got to remember that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the ruler, but against authorities, and against the powers of the adversary. Spiritual forces is evil in heavenly realms. But I promise that when forfeit inches in your life, I'm going to hand the ball back to the enemy. And for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. If you love God, you ought to be able to praise him. What do you do when it's fourth and inches in your life? It's just a matter of just a few inches. You know it won't take much to get on track. A sight adjustment here, a modification there. I've been shaped and developed in the fire of affliction, but I'm so close but still so far. What do we do? First Chronicles 4 and 9 says, very familiar scripture. And it said, now, Jezebel, excuse my English, that's one word I have a hard time pronouncing, but you, you Bible readers know where I'm coming from, was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother called his name, saying, because I bore his pain. God called Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territories, that your hand will be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requests. When you are on interest from where you're trying to go, you begin to pray. Look at the scripture for a moment. The Bible says that he was honorable, more honorable than his brothers. And the scripture said that his mother named him because she bore his pain. See, in biblical times, your names meant meant something. You know, uh, I got a grandson, and it looked like it's five of them. David the first, David the second, David the third, David the fourth. We all way down to David the fifth. But they did find out that when something go wrong, and that insurance name come up, or somebody want to check on your credit, that all them numbers pops up. So what I'm saying is your name is your footprint. Your name speak of where you are and where you're going. It's just like Peter, name meant stone or rock. Just like Emmanuel means God is with us. Just like Joseph means that Jehovah witness, I mean, excuse me, Jehovah saves. So see, the Bible said that the mama said she named him because of the, she bore pain. But this literally translated, his name means that he will cause pain. That if I pray and pray and pray to enlarge my territory, that God would take the little things that we have and he will enlarge it at the end of the day. I will be wealthy in prosperity. And yes, at the end of the day, he was truly blessed 
and all the undertakings and his study and his business dealings. But the greatest of that God gave him was an enlargement of his heart. And it was enlargement of his heart that calluses that took over the line on fourth down. First, they said, it was the nature and the matter of his prayers. What it was in the name that he meant. First, he asked God to bless him. Just as God told Abraham, I will bless you to be blessing, and those that curse you, I shall be cursed, curse you. God stepped to bless him, past and present. Then he asked God to enlarge his coast. We are asking that we would enlarge a portion of himself so that we would not be that one would inflict pain upon anyone, including himself. He asked that God's hand will be with him. He knew that he could see the other side until he allowed God to take away his hand and take God's hand. And then God allowed to walk with him to place him in where he needed to be. And lastly, he asked that God would keep him from evil, that God would keep him from sin, that God would keep him out of trouble, that his enemy, those folks on the other side of the line, they are trying to hold you back. The defender of the adversary that you are going to keep you from the goal. These folks that are trying, they're hard to keep you in sorrow to remind you of pain, to stop your progress. And some of you may know someone like that. From time they were born, somebody was telling them that they were anything but pain to them. But where they told them, we are burdened a life to another. And when they push you forward and the enemy keep pushing you back, you step forward, you push back. But before you go home today, I want to fill you with the power. I want to fill you with the power of prayer. How do I get to the other side of the line? The power of prayer. And when it's forfeit inches in your life, you should get on your knees, close your eyes, and you should pray to our almighty God. God will enlarge the territory of your heart. And just as the gospel said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And these things shall be added unto him. In other words, when you dig a well, you ought to get some water. When you pray, when you ask God to enlarge your territory, pray with a mighty voice. Pray with praise. Just like God said to Jeremiah, for I know the pains I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for good and not disaster. To give you a a future and a hope. And in those days when you pray, I will listen to other words. We have got to pray with expectations and pray with a listening ear. For the Lord is my shepherd and this I shall not want. Pray with tender mercies. Pray for freedom of limitation. God will take you around the mountain. God will bring you to the harvest for the Lord is turning his face toward us. And his peace is upon us. In the name of Jesus, we should give him praise. See, you have a, a new name. When you are with Jesus, when you think you might make it in the past, you ought to be strong, let your hand not be weak, and you are going to pray. And what I mean by pray, I mean get in the habit 
of talking to our Lord. It will keep you focused. And if, if you get in the habit of letting everything go to God, because the Bible says it will tell us to trust in the Lord and lean not on our own understanding. But what tends to happen is that we do not trust and we do not lean. We actually do quite the opposite. The opposite of trust is to doubt. And the opposite of lean is to pull off. Sometimes we doubt and we pull off. And what we are seeking is the midst of this change say so I need to change. And the thing about change is that you will either embrace it and when it's your personal change, in other words, when it comes to the moment when I am fourth in inches in my life, I have got to look at the things that we can control. In our lives, we have to only not deal with other aspects just mentioned, but we have to count and to confront them. It is fear, then you have to confront it. It is doubt, then you have to control it. It is the demon within, then we have to control it. To control something means face up to something. It means to meet it head on. When you get a chance, read Luke 11, 14, 22, 28. It says, when you are fourth in inches in your life, which is my last point, the team must be together. The house cannot be divided. The family cannot be divided. Our faith cannot be divided. And your strength cannot be divided. Because in those areas, they will become weakened to you. Jesus said, blessed who keep the word of God and keep it because the word of God. Then he said that you may be a quarterback, your family may be the team, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit and the Father and the word of God are our coaches. And if you follow their plays, when you get the first down and when you get the win, someone once said success is measured not so much by the position that one has reached in life and by the obstacles which has overcome. In other words, when God says it, that sells it. Revelation 21 and 7 said, He that overcomes shall inherit all things. And I will, your God, and you shall be my son. You see, when it's fourth inches in your life, we have to go back over 2,000 years ago. And we look at, see what Christ did for us. You know he went to Calvary. And we all know that he died. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, all said that he died. Oh yes, he died. And he stayed in the grave all night Friday, all day Saturday. But somewhere between early and morning, Sunday, he got up. And when he got up, he got up with all authority in his hand. And our scripture text said that all power or all authority was in his hand. We just thank God for Jesus. Thank you for this opportunity, K's chapter. Again, we want to thank the pastor for uh, letting us come and share with us, share with you this morning. God bless you. God keep you is my prayer. Thank you.
message. What should we do when we are fourth? How many inches did he say? Fourth inches? Fourth inches short? Using this, fourth, this football experience, giving us an example. I kind of like the way he would say the first thing you should do. You should call on the Lord Jesus Christ. We should pray. We should seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things will follow. We want to thank Deacon Moore, Alvin Moore, for that wonderful message. May God truly bless you. As, as he was going through his message today, it kind of gave me a, a reminder about Romans chapter 3, verse 23, uh, which said that all have sinned and fell short of the glory of God. This reminded me of this message that he was telling us what we should do. We could be four inches short from getting into the kingdom of God, but the only way we're going to get in there is to call on Jesus Christ and remember what he did for us on the cross. So this gives me the opportunity right now to extend the invitation for discipleship. If there be someone here who do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we want to invite you to come now. You can come and have him into your heart by inviting him by saying this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I admit that I am a sinner and that I am in need of a Savior. I believe that you paid the price that I may have eternal life. I invite you now into my heart to be my Lord and my Savior. If you said that prayer, we do believe that you have been born again. So the Bible tells us that who have confessed with their mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in his heart that God raised him from the dead and he should be saved. So would that be one when you come now? When we come now. Don't be ashamed. When this life is over with, you may be four inches short, but you won't be getting in. It won't be, you could be one inch short, but you won't get in. Unless you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Amen. Will you come now? And then we know that he will get you in. If that be someone in need of prayer, no matter what it is, we have some prayer warriors over here. That we will not only pray for you, but pray with you. We have one. Do we have another? Now, is there anyone in need of prayer? Do we have anyone looking for a church home? Maybe will you come? If you're looking for a church home, we want you to know that Cade Chapel is the place to be. A place where we come to worship, grow, connect, and serve. Will that be one in need of prayer? Thank you very much. God bless you.
come before you today. Uh, the last men's day activity we had was in 2019. This is the first time that I've had to come alone. There's always been a person that was standing on the right side of me, and I want to take a minute to remember that person. Uh, a person named Brother Terry Joe Collins. Uh, he was a strong labor member. Uh, he was a good church member. Uh, he was like a right-hand person to me. All I had to do is just mention something to him, and it was done. And uh, he would be here, and uh, so I'm just, I just had to take a little time to remember him. So, uh, There are some things I have to do as president. Uh, one of the things is I want to thank our speaker, our Brother Alvin Moore, for for coming to us with a message and coming from Alabama, uh, and he did do a touchdown in his message. So uh, we're we're grateful for that. Uh, and at this time, we would like to present him with a plaque that he can remember the, the day that he came to K Chapel. So, I have Reverend Buckley, if you would, Brother Moore, would you stand, please? The plaque reads, K Chapel Ambient Church, in appreciation to Alvin Moore, speaker, annual Men's Day celebration, June the 12th, 2022, James Davis, President, Reverend Reginald Budge, Senior Pastor. And once again, we thank you. Before I go any further, I also want to thank all of the participants uh, in the Men's Day uh, program. Also, our Men's Day committee, uh, I think they did an outstanding job uh, and, and let the ladies know that the men can do some things. So, uh, I'm also on program to give out the Layman's Award. And uh, when the pandemic hit, one of the things that came out was that if you are a certain age, you need to be still. You need to stay at home, don't get out, don't do anything. The layman's was in the process of delivering food to a senior citizen's home, and there was young, one young man that was working and all the rest of us were older. So we stopped. But the reality was that the seniors still had to have that food. So we had one person who continued to deliver that food, and this brother's name is Brother Steve Collins. Is Steve in the audience? Well, he was here. Uh, he, he might be out on patrol. He's a patrolman. But we, uh, we recognize Steve because uh, he actually delivered the food a lot of times by himself. He was not able to find anyone else to do it. And this went on for almost two years. Uh, and we're still in the process of delivering that food. So what the Layman brother did was we decided to make Steve Collins our Layman of the Year uh, recipient. And he's always working, so here he comes.
From the, from the Layman's, Brotherhood Layman's of Cade Chapel, we present to Steve Collin for outstanding service and dedication to the Layman Ministry, 2021-2022, June the 12th, 2020-22, James Davis, President, Reverend Reginald Bush, Senior Pastor, and we thank you. Good afternoon, Cage. Uh, this has been a great week. We had a great time. We started off last Monday with our bowling tournament, and then we ended up with a great finish with Deacon, Deacon Moore finished it off for us. So we, we had a good time. I'm on, right now I'm going to call off the names to uh, the winners of our bowling tournament. Okay, well, I'm going to start off by the female with the highest score was Miss Doris Pitts. I don't know if she's here or not, but she wasn't a member of this church. But Brother Cheatham will take it to her. All right. And now the highest score for the men's, which is high series, it will go to a brother, Tory Orange. He had the highest score for all of the men. And now, we're going to get to the, the winning team. We're going to start off with the second place team. The second place team consists of brother Deacon Charles Irvin, Jonathan Buckley, and Tory Orange. In the second place. Seems Jonathan not here. Oh, he's up there. Oh, they come. Come on down, Jonathan. And while Jonathan is coming, that will include the uh, bowling tournament. And while I'm here now, we do have a special award. It's, it's called a Leadership Achievement Award. And this award will go to a person that the task of a leader is to get people's people from where they are and where they have been, they have not been. I'm going to present this award to Brother James Davis because he has been a great leader and he always gets things done. He's one of our greatest leaders we ever had right here. So this award will go to Brother James Davis. In appreciation of your visionary guidance and outstanding leadership of the Lehman Brothers on a local, state, and national level, given to given this 12th day of June 2022, K. Stapper, M.E. Church, Reverend Reginald Buckley, Senior Pastor. We thank you, Brother James. All right, I want you to let you know that I didn't put them up to this, so. 
secret place. I guess y'all see I'm not used to getting up to the mic. I forgot this first place, the winners of the bowling tournament. <laughs>
family was very well represented yesterday. The second place winner, he understands, he knows how to do right, but also he can shoot too, Brother Jane Williams. As you come, and I like to say, James did an excellent job yesterday. He was leading until the end, almost. For the check it. Okay, the first place winner go to brother Carl Young. say on next year we'll be having the same event and we'll love to see our more our young ladies and men participate and also ladies please participate we have we have a wonderful time and this day and time not saying or not predicting anything we all need to know how to handle a firearm I hate to say that in the church but everything is happening in the church Everything's happening to church, grocery stores, everywhere. You need to know how to defend yourself. Thank you. church say amen 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 did we have a special award i thought i thought we had there's a special award being given yes oh already okay all right fantastic fantastic i i thought we had another one coming okay no all right we have a special announcement then now come on reverend moore I am the uh, National Baptist uh, Junior Layman Director, and uh, this year we have over $20,000 scholarships for young men. But we need young men in our churches to apply for that scholarship. And the deadline is March the 22nd. So, Brother Davis, uh, when y'all dismiss today, can you find some young men? Uh, a matter of fact, it's, it's been out since January or we put the application out. So you still have an opportunity to apply for the Junior Layman Scholarship. I say all the time, if you see $20,000 on the floor, on the ground over there, will you walk by it or will you pick it up? So that's just like the scholarship. Again, uh, in my message, I forgot to thank my 50-some-year-old friend, Deacon Willie Wright, for the introduction. Thank you, my brother. Amen. All hearts and minds are clear. We certainly thank God for our Men's Day celebration to all of the leaders for Men's Day, our laymen, our president, and all the men who participated in all the various activities throughout the week. We thank God for you. Amen. God does something special when men lead. Amen. And we will continue to pray for our men as they lead in the way that God 
has given them desire. We thank God for our speaker again. We thank God for all who came to share with him. And we continue uh, to keep you in prayer. We want to let you know that um, this afternoon at 3 p.m., uh, we'll be sharing over at the Greater Pearly Grove Missionary Baptist Church. Reverend Ken Wells uh, is being ordained, and so I'll be bringing the message over there. We invite you to share with us at the Greater Pearly Grove at 3 p.m. God bless you. God keep you as our prayer. We're standing. Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Go in peace.